A Cancer and a Capricorn contains explicit content and topics that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is appreciated. to A Cancer and a Capricorn, the podcast hosted by yin and yang BFFs that are willing to try just about anything to be happier, healthier, and more humble. I'm Sarah, the Cancer. And I'm Ken's the Capricorn. Each episode, we will deep dive on an overall wellness-related topic, trend, talk about its origins, and tell you about our own personal findings after trying them out for ourselves. We hope we are able to help you find joy and purpose today and maybe make you laugh along the way. We're super glad you're here. Thank you for joining us for episode one our first full-length episode this is our this is the big time this yeah. is the real deal we've made it if you made it this far buckle on we've peaked this is it mm-hmm. thanks so, for joining us and then good night yeah <laughs> bye that's it that's all she wrote there's the show um all right so as we mentioned if anybody listened to our quick little um intro that we dropped last week just letting you know what we're doing you know that our first activity we're gonna do is we are gonna hit the deck yes we're gonna hit the deck so in the hit the deck segment, like we talked about before, we're going into the tarot deck, rider weight, typical kind of run of the mill tarot deck. You're what you see on pretty much any show, <laughs> what what they go into. And we're going to be using the Labyrinthos app. So before we go into our deck and do a one card pull, we've been charging our deck. So this means we uh, will go in and we will re-energize the deck. And so we've done some research on this. Uh, Sandra Tor- Tornroth. I believe I, it's Tornroth. She's finished. We just wanted to make sure to give her a shout out. She's been fantastic. Yeah, she's she pro- does readings. You can find them on Etsy. Yeah. Yeah, she's fantastic. So she's a professional intuitive tarot reader, and she really helped us even learn more about her practice. And so what you do is you rebalance and re-energize your cards because they can pick up and absorb energies around us. And so what I do with my personal cards is I put them next to a salt lamp. And so that just helps balance and re-cleanse the energy with the ions that's in the salt lamp. That's my personal belief and practice. Some people will put them in a circle of candles. Some people put salt around them, just regular like table salt. It's all about balancing and recharging your ions. So Some people believe really deeply in um, the power of the moon sure, and their, yeah. its ability to charge and cleanse their cards. And um, when I was reading through Sandra's article too, she said that sometimes they just get sleepy like yeah. we do and sometimes yeah. you just gotta yeah pat them wake them up yeah yeah get get different energy in them and and really rebalance them so mm-hmm. figure out what works for you but this is what I've been doing for mine so I just turn on my salt lamp let them sit there for about 30 minutes that's what we do at the beginning of our uh, each episode we just turn on the salt lamp put our cards there mm-hmm. and then when we're ready for this segment we we bring them over so this just helps get them clear for our intention they're like humans. They just need to be rebalanced and reset so they can give us a clear and uh, oriented message. So anybody else who wants um, more ideas or resources for how to charge, energize, and cleanse your cards, we will link um, Sandra's contact and Sandra's uh, blog, website, and Etsy, like Ken's mentioned in the show notes. Yeah, perfect. So 
We're going to hit the deck. We're going to hop in. So uh, my practice, when I pull a one-card pull, I have a different sensation than Sarah does. So I go in as a Capricorn. I'm very direct. Like, I know what I want. Like, my card reaches to me. I already see the card that's speaking to me. I'm going to pull my card. Yeah, it spoke to me, and I know what it is. And I have the Ace of Swords. All right. Let's go ahead and pull up Labyrinthos, and let's see what that means for you today. Perfect. So the Ace of Swords means victory, raw strength, and sharp mind, the potential for immense power and success. But remember that the sword is double-edged. Depending on who wields it, its power can be used to shelter, protect, or to mercilessly strike down for cold and ruthless self-gain. So Mm -hmm. I have the card in the upright position. So this means the card is legible from my viewpoint. Oh, so um, I've seen a lot of this. Sorry to derail you for just a second. but. Um, I've seen a lot of convoluted feelings and conflicting messages about how you're supposed to flip your card. Do you have like a specific card flip that you like, do you grab it and you turn the part that you're holding in your hand upright or do you flip it over with your wrist? Like, oh, that's what way great... do you like to lay your cards? Because I've yeah. gotten a lot of conflicting information. There is so much conflicting information out there. When I read my cards by myself, mm-hmm intrinsically when I lay my cards in front of me I usually use my dominant hand I'm right hand dominant so I usually pull with my right hand Mm -hmm. and then I naturally turn clockwise sure so So you like flip flip, your hand over. yep I pick with my hand just like I would be picking up you know anything that is right in front of me so palm down and then I flip clockwise is how just a a wrist turn so just like you're turning a key in a lock is how I do my turn you will find your own practice and so that's I used my left hand because of the way we're sitting yeah but I did the same just clockwise turn to flip my card thanks for that yeah yeah all right so ace of swords because my card is in the upright position my card is saying to me, clarity, breakthrough, new idea, concentration, vision, force, focus, and truth. And what this is reading to me, this is our first episode. Ooh, I got chills. Ah, I've got full body chills. <laughs> oh, I'm going to add this to my notebook of just spiritual awakening. We, Sarah and I have started to keep a notebook of things that are like really spiritual aligning. Uh, I'm going to cry. I'm so excited. Uh, but this is truly what this card is reading to me. That's like very, we, That's a really beautiful card to oh, right now. We, We're really clear. This is a new idea. We're really concentrated on starting this podcast so this is what this card's reading to me that's how I'm reading it it spoke to me immediately I the card called me it really just like grabbed your eyeballs and was like hey yeah me, this, this is, one this this that's is really the card. exciting so yeah. like yeah because mine's super different when I go to reach for a card yeah. I, we talked about it the first time that we pulled cards together yep you just go for it and yep. being a cancer I have to like suss things out and figure yep. out how I feel about things before I can make concise decisions mm-hmm. and that goes from like making a big life choice to just pulling a card so I put my hand over the deck yep about an inch two inches above the deck and we have them splayed just as if they had been sitting in a stack and then just splayed out to the right Ken's did that one for us um and I'm just tracing over with my right hand and I get a cool sensation in my palm and it gets stronger once I sorry I'm trying to grab him um, oh, it's a ham. Oh, that's... Potentially. Wow, okay. That's good to know. I think it's this one. Okay. Ooh, out here. I'm really excited to see what you get. All right. I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So we have s- pentacles. 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 So we have pentacles 
And the Eight of Pentacles, and your card was also in the upright position, which is Can I is clarify awesome. that that does appear to be a he, him It is a he, him. That is fantastic. On the so this is really cool. Education, apprenticeship, and achievement. This card stresses the importance of hard work, diligence in accomplishing your goals. It indicates a time to buckle down, study, and achieve new skills in the name of being able to change your circumstances. Oh, like trying to figure out audacity today when we started oh. recording for the first time? <laughs> This is bananas. Oh, that feels really good. So the upright is skill, talent, craftsmanship, quality, high standards, expertise, mastery, commitment, dedication, and accomplishment. That speaks really deeply to me because I, I've i been saying to everybody who's close to me right now that this journey we're on starting the podcast, I really believe very deeply in it. And I'm, I'm not cutting corners. I think you've noticed right, that. Like yeah. I am taking this real seriously. I... I feel very validated that just buckling down and focusing on this is the right thing to do because I've had a little bit of mom shame, to be honest, starting this. I have I have two small children, so it's it can be very hard for me to separate myself from mom-wife and remember that I have to be Sarah, and this podcast is some, somewhere that I can just be Sarah, which is really nice for me. Um, that card really, it, it's very validating of my how I'm spending my time right now. Oh, that's fantastic. That feels so good. These what? cards really good serve cards. today. That's definitely what I needed to hear today. So other things that make us feel good, these uh, these challenges that we're planning on doing, challenges, um, exercises, methodologies we plan on investigating, stuff like that for our wellness activities. Um, so Ken's and I, what we've been doing is we have a shared calendar on our phones and we've just been thinking like, okay, what's really bugging you lately? And one of the things for me is like, dang it if my neck and my back don't hurt, you know, <laughs> like right. my neck, my back. Dad, I know you're probably listening. I'm going to just save you the rest of that song. <laughs> uh, do your Googles, figure it out. Um, I'm not going to be the one to tell you. I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> so my neck and my shoulders, I've always kind of had issues with my neck and my shoulders, but um, again, taking the time to actually focus on it. So do you, you use your bolster? You're yeah. Yeah. Sarah sent me a link to this neck bolster that we found on Amazon. Mm -hmm. We can post the link on the blog. I found it because I was searching for TMJ remedies because one night my TMJ was keeping me up. Sarah and I both have <laughs> ongoing TMJ. Welcome <laughs> to the 30s-ish. Yeah. And it's just a really adorable space to be in. Oh, yeah, and and this is reality. Sure. This is reality. Like, welcome to life. Well, it's... this is not always cute, y'all. No, it's not. But this bolster is great. Yeah, and absolutely. And so I've been using mine. I do. I choose to do mine when I do my 10-minute daily meditation. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. I lay by my fireplace. I get nice and warm. And I marinate in my thoughts and yeah. just lay on it. It's great. And it's been awesome. Um, I'm a chronic migraine suffer sufferer. Oh, yes. And uh, my migraines, along with um, you know my medication regimen, have greatly decreased since yes. January. Oh, my God. In the time that I've known you, you've come a long way. Yeah. On that huge, huge. Huge, huge progress. So along with the bolster, <clears throat> I finally, I've been looking at them forever, just getting resistance bands. As stupid as that sounds, like just go on Amazon, buy some resistance bands. But it's one of those things that I, I never really think to do. Right. It's like, I got to get groceries. I got to get bread. And my baby yeah. needs diapers. And uh, what's, what's a resistance band? Who am I? I don't yeah. know. So I finally ordered them so we can do our 
time on our bolsters. Um, we're going to use our resistance bands. We'll link the the pin that we plan yep. on using for our exercises. It, how long do you think it's going to take to do those 10 minutes? Oh, man. I would anticipate – yeah, I would think like 10 minutes a day. I think right. it's yeah. very manageable, yeah. very mitigatable. Yeah, and so the ones the, – the pin that we found – can't remember the gal's name, but she does um, various resistance band exercises that are meant to just open up your shoulders and help um, correct some posture sins that I've developed over the years. And then we're using our neck bolster. So those are two things that we're planning on doing for our neck and shoulder wellness. Um, and then as we're, you know, getting into spring here, yep, we were trying to figure out another thing to do that's maybe not necessarily physical that hits a different area of wellness right right so sarah has been just in love with marie kondo oh, I'm i think gonna put her in my pocket yeah she's so cute yeah it's like it's sarah's brand and i love it and i'm here for it and it's it's another way of being well right it's just like unpacking all of your like extra burdens and all these things that we just like accumulate we accumulate so much stuff mm-hmm. that we don't need and we hoard it like we hoard away like little squirrels mm-hmm. Uh, I have been doing quarterly clean out projects for oh kind of – I'm Oh, a, yeah. yeah. I'm just a you cleaner. You and I are both like habitual declutterers. Yes. Yes. But this was a good intention uh, to help us refocus and just bring into spring. So we're doing a team garage sale this spring. Yep. And so, so we're, we're clean getting – Clean out over all of our crap. Yes. Just the stuff that maybe has gotten looked over. So really intentional. We're yep. going through each room – is the plan and and filtering out at least one item from each room of our house. I thought we said two to five. Oh, two to five. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is even – that is great. I love it. I will – I will. is Janet sh- going to browse when she comes to our garage sale if you're only grabbing one item That's out of your fair. rooms? That's so fair. I will shame <laughs> – I will throw out anything. Honestly, I will get rid of anything. If I think I can make 50 cents for something, I will, I'll get rid of it. Yeah. I don't even have you know? to get 50 cents. I got rid of my baby blanket. I have no oh, shame of getting oh my rid of God. anything. The other day I put my baby blanket in my four-year-old son's room so he would go to sleep. We're different people. I had it in my closet. We will get in to what you are okay. as a person yes. at some point. Okay. But this is what we're doing. So we're going to do a team garage sale. There are scientific studies that say if mm-hmm. your visual plane is clear – the more clutter, the more items you have, it does increase your stress. Yeah. And so this is a great way to bring that down. Like it's, new, it's a new season. We're coming into spring. This is your chance to just really look into your playing field and say, like, honestly, to yourself, do I need this? Yeah. Something I've been going through for the last couple of months is like going through every room and anything that's in vision. I'm like, does it serve a you like a utility purpose? Yeah. You know, like the lamp that I just put up in my dining room is uh, gorgeous. Yeah. And it's a long-standing family heirloom. It's my husband's great, great maternal grandmother. Just, oh, I love it. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. So I'm I'm getting rid of anything that I'm looking at that I'm like, do I really need that? And it's been really helpful for me. So that's, awesome. that's the journey we're going to be on. We'll give updates as we're recording. Every time we record, we'll give an update on whatever – thing it is that we're doing and you can find it more in depth on tiktok we're gonna post this specific segment on tiktok will be our plane that's our platform for this segment so um the meat and potatoes here we are my favorite part of the day oh dinner time 
Ugh, delicious. I love breakfast, but I can join you for, for dinner. That's so sad for you. Doesn't Dan hate breakfast? Not hate. He just doesn't eat it, right? He Dan does not eat breakfast or rarely lunch. He is a dinner man. So I'm He's usually eating breakfast. Solo. Solo. But Solo it is dolo. delicious. I have not met a breakfast food I do not love. Oh, that's really, mm-hmm. yeah. I yes. I can see that. You're a morning person. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the 16 personalities quiz. This was yes. so much fun. This oh, was so fun. So good. And such a great way to get to know yourself. Really. <laughs> and validate a lot of the, <laughs> yes. the things you think about yourself and wonder about yourself too. Yes. And, and there's a lot of research and there's a lot more about this than I really knew before we we dove into this. So 16 personalities really was reflective of the Myers-Briggs personality test that I think a lot of people are familiar with. So just to give you a little background, 16 personalities, if you if you Google it, there is 16personalities.com. And this is where we took a personality test. It is free. It is free. It's always free. It will continue to be free. That is their mission, vision, value statement if you go on the website. And I love that. I love that's what they stand by because they the, the creators of this felt like people need to be introspective mm-hmm. to be well and to know themselves and to really hone in on what makes them unique people and to and to leverage what what they offer to the world and to themselves. So I think that's fantastic. Well, and heck, you know when you <clears throat> if you're not muddling up all your brain space thinking about yourself, you have more time to think about other people. Absolutely. I, I think it's I think it's great and it just offers such a philosophy of our unique offerings to each other. Yeah. So like upfront doing the work isn't always the cutest part of the journey. Like when you start getting to know yourself, it can be it can be a scary place to go, but um like I said, when you when you suss through all of that stuff and start figuring yourself out, you can also apply what you know about yourself to your relationships and start focusing on you know, how to be a better person for those around you and how to be the best version of yourself that you can deliver to the people that you love because they deserve it. They Absolutely. deserve to see you love yourself and see you be at your best. 100%. I love that. So the approach has two philosophies. And one was really taken from Carl Jung, who Jung was really in – my personal opinion, the daddy of psychology. Like, for, forget Freud. Freud is a creep snack 6,000. I think he's given <laughs> way too much credit for just lurking on his mom. So I think we need to quit referencing Freud. He's outdated. He's gross. Jung is a daddy. And his theory of psychological types was pivotal to personality typology. And he developed the concept of introvert and extrovert. So oh, you've wow. heard that concept. Yeah, I'm sure time. a lot of people have. So develop the introvert versus extrovert and cognitive functions of perceiving and judging. Wow. So really big ones, big ones, huge pivotal, th- that heavy hitters that maintain today. Like we still yeah, use absolutely. those and, concepts today. Um, I didn't catch or you didn't say when what, did he start his work? This was in the late 1800s. I that is believe. so much earlier than I anticipated you were going to say. Yeah. Yeah. 1800s, night or, uh, 1800s, 19, early 1900s, because it was picked wow. up in the 1920s by Catherine Cook Briggs. Hey, hey. that might sound familiar to some. That will sound familiar. Uh, lady psychologists discovered his work and then developed the well-known Myers-Briggs type indicator. So are you telling me that you identified the mommy and daddy of psychology? Sure did. Wow. Sure did. 
Uh, so Briggs was a teacher and was working on her own type theories. And these are actually more uh, trait-based models versus type-based. So what that actually means is they're looking to what degree do people demonstrate the behavior. So take the term ambivert. So ambivert mm-hmm. is like the in-betwixt of extrovert and introvert. So an ambivert is to what degree are you either an extrovert or an introvert? And mm-hmm. it's a middle plane. So basically what this is doing is it's putting you in it's finding your trait of these types, on right? The spectrum it's, yeah, it's putting on. you on a spectrum. Everything is yeah. a spectrum. Yeah. So the nearest model is what they're using. It's an acronym format. It was introduced by Myers-Briggs for its simplicity and convenience. <laughs> but they're throwing in an extra letter to accommodate five rather than four scales. So okay. that extra letter is what we'll probably get into a little bit. It's the A versus T. And sure, sure, sure. Sarah and I are actually different, which is kind of fun. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> sure are. So unlike Myers-Briggs and other theories based on the Jungian model or Jungian model, we have, uh, they have incorporated concepts like cognitive functions or uh, prioritization. They, They don't have all of those pieces. They're just really trying to Put, put them on the plate, like you said. Sure. They're, they're not trying to validate. They're not trying to get, like, really uh, granular in measurement. They're just sure. trying to help people find, like, on this plane, where do I find some semblance of correlation sure. to myself? Yeah. That's really it. So there's going to be some type coding and corresponding on a spectrum. I love it. Yeah. So I was just really pumped when I was reading their mission, vision, values, helping people find themselves, figure out where they fell on this plane, mm-hmm. and helping them correlate with others oh so cool oh my god this is gonna be really fun um what where's my tab okay so ken's we took the test to get we took it at the same time yep and wouldn't you know it we are about as opposite as they come yeah so sure. do you want to give your quick synopsis? Yeah. So I am an ENTJ, which is a commander. And that really just a quick over, overview. I'm more extroverted over introverted. I'm more intuitive instead of observant. I'm more thinking versus feeling, more judging versus prospecting. And I'm more assertive versus turbulent. Sure. And how about you? Well, okay. So... I am an advocate, which is the INFJ, and I lean introverted, intuitive, feeling, judging, and then when Ken's mentioned that there's that fifth indicator, I received the turbulent, and you received... Assertive. Assertive, okay. Yeah, and we were aggressively so. Oh, very much, yeah. I So I'm very middle of the road when it comes to my thinking, um, my mind, my energy, my nature, and my tactics. All of those, I'm at like... In the 50s, low 60 percents, mm-hmm. I could probably have gone either way depending on whether or not I have had caffeine when I took the test. Um, but when it comes to like my identity, that fifth indicator, I'm at 75 percent turbulent. That's markedly different. Yep. And I'm 69 percent assertive. Yeah. F- like very, very opposite. Ooh, you're really strong in your judging. Yes. Incredible. Sure am. <laughs> <laughs> really cool. Okay. Um, so... That's like our personal breakdowns. When you actually click on your type, mm-hmm. did you find any yummy snacks in there that you want to share with, with the folks? Just, I mean, really overview. I thought there were some kind of exciting 
kind of quotes and things around it. So the quote of the ENTJ is by Steve Jobs, and it says, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. And that actually really resonates. I'm not a huge Steve Jobs fan, nor am I not a Steve Jobs fan. I've just never really followed that. But that resonates with me. Like, I've always been very into being my own sense of competition. I've been my Mm -hmm. own, you know, focusing on myself and not worried about those around me and just being my best version of myself. And I'm not, not worried about trying to emulate someone else. So I love, I love making this one life the best version of me. I love that. What the fuck is that like? (laughs) (laughs) It's really nice. (laughs) (laughs) I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what what stood out for you and what your oh, quote God. was like. Oh well, so I'm just a very, 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 very different side of it. So my quote um, is from Johann Wolfgang van Ger Ger Ger. My fr- one of my best friends took many years of German, and she's gonna want to slap me sideways. Then Johann Wolfgang von Ger Ger Gerd. Goethe? It's it's G O E T H E. We are not studying German. Don't at me. They're not they're not what we're looking at on Duolingo no. right now. I really apologize. Yeah. But it does say treat people as if they were what they ought to be and you will help them become what they are capable of being. And that just look at you just helping people be their best. Wow. I really it's I feel like I tend to see a lot of beauty in people you do and it's really hard for me to separate like the the idea of their goodness from the fact that they are human sometimes like I Mm -hmm. I see so much good in so many people that when they don't act to their their standard of good that I know they have I feel like I get more disappointed than I should and I focus a lot of my attention on those people then because I want to get them back to being the best version of themselves and sometimes I can be a little pushy with that but and it's so different for me because like if you cross me (laughs) you gone (laughs) you gone I'm a Capricorn I don't forget you cross me and I just assume that you're having a really bad day and I want to know why it's so it's such a different I think another thing and I shouldn't say I will forgive you but I do I haven't forgot 1994, Ashley, in case you were wondering. Preschool, we don't forget. Anyway, um, so we do use our drive and determination and sharp minds to achieve whatever they've set themselves for. We being your people, being not my you people. And I. Oh, my Lord. Uh, just the, the commander, the ENTJ. And that has been, so before I even took this test, that has been in probably every single one of my planners, my mantras, every time I've gone back to school. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that did, whole did. statement never would come out of my mouth. It, I'm like, did did I write this? <laughs> so that that really that stuck out to me. Sure. Uh, but this other, I, I just have to say this one other thing. Commanders have a particular skill in re- recognizing talents of others and helping build their team. Oh, that's it's very similar to my overarching desires, but a completely different approach. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like I'm almost an inverse because I have, I feel like, and I do see that in myself. I can find when I'm with another human, I'm like, oh, that is their skill. And I want to put that person on my team. Like that per- yeah. like that person is now in, I'm going to scoop that person up and I'm going to put them in my bucket and they're now in mine. They're mine <laughs> and I want that. Uh, it's very, that's so true. Uh, so I just thought that was really fun. And like when 
again, podcast inception, immediately I was like, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. You fulfill all the things that I do not have. That's, yeah, very true. When we say yin and yang, like, oh, man, I can't preach it enough. Yeah. I have a question, though. Yeah. Um, On mine, it says the advocates, so my type, are the rarest. Does it say what the metrics are surrounding? Like, how many of you exist and how many of me exist is something I want to point out. Yes. So this type, my type is 3% of the population, and it's that's probably good because (laughs) – we tend to snuff out the more delicate of the population with our... What is that quote? What is that? So one of the quotes of the commander is an underlying thought running through the commander mind might be, I don't care if you call me an insensitive bastard as long as I remain an efficient bastard. (laughs) (laughs) And calling out others' failures with a chilling degree of insensitivity. So that might be why it's best that we're only three percent of the population. Your meetings. I'll IM people in the background when you're like, "Damn it, Janet! I need you. I needed this yesterday. I am not waiting anymore. You're fired." I'm gonna be like, "Janet, it was really nice. You did a good job, but like, she's right. It ain't gonna cut it, sis. This ain't it." I think, and I don't even have to use the words. I just use my eyebrows. Like <laughs> sometimes your eyebrows just live in your hairline. Yeah, they just. They feel safe up there. (laughs) So for me, it says the advocates are the rarest personality types of all, but still advocates leave their mark on the world. They have a deep sense of idealism and integrity. A couple of the things that stuck out to me a lot Mm -hmm. that I did identify with and I just latched on to, and a couple things, I guess, that challenged me a little bit to to recognize and be okay with because they are true, but I just don't want them to be true. <laughs> Fair. Um, I speak with a lot of passion and conviction. Yeah, you do. I do believe that. Yeah, <clears throat> you do. And I do prefer to keep the peace. I just, when things get loud, I get sad. Mm-hmm. Um, concepts like egalitarianism and karma mean a great deal to these types of people. That's super true. I believe that if I'm walking around being a dickhead all day, something bad's probably going to happen that week, you know? Yeah. Um, seeing and helping others as their life purpose. That's super true. Emotional honesty can make an, a powerful impression on others. I am deeply emotionally honest. I mm-hmm. refuse not to be because my emotions run everything that's going on up in here. So sometimes I act irrationally. And when I start to get really overwhelmed, my emotions, my moon sign is Aries. Like it yep. just, I pop off sometimes, you know? Yeah, for sure. And those that are close to me, I've been... I've been trying to be very good about communicating, you know, like what is the root cause. Um, So I'm dealing with that one. Yeah. Finding more of a balance with that emotional honesty to be constructive. Absolutely. Because another one of my indicators that came up on here is that I value deep, authentic relationships. And that could not be more true. I have an inner circle. um, Yeah. And that's that's pretty much how I rock. But those relationships, those are the people that I – I pour myself into my close yeah. relationships. You do. You do. You you give and give and give to your internal circle. So getting into the components of assertive versus turbulent, I thought this was really interesting because we, again, scored – or not scored opposite, but we were just on opposite ends of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an assertive person, they tend to – or we tend to be people who are – really effective at managing stress, which I align with, have control over their emotions, which I feel like I I align with really well. 
and uh, these people tend to rate their self-confidence as really high. That's really good. Which is really That's a really fascinating good. thing. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a good thing. I just found that really interesting. Yeah. In, you know, kind of capturing where where I fall. Sure. And then just kind of looking on uh, what, what the turbulent side is, right? Yeah. yeah. Mine's really different. I've got um, the very first quote <clears throat> for handling stress survey says that um, 74% of assertive advocates, so the opposite of what I am, uh, feel like they effectively manage their stress in their life compared to 28% of turbulent advocates. And I can confirm. Can confirm. Yes. I see I see these parallels. Like this is kind of where I see our probably our differences in our personalities show up the most. Mm-hmm. Definitely. For sure. Yeah, we mm-hmm. do not handle stress the same. I you handle it and I don't. That's how we're not the same. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've just always believed that everything's gonna work out. And I, I think this it says this in here that assertive types just genuinely believe everything's gonna be okay. That's okay, here's summary of differences for mine too. Yeah. Oh, looking at the the differences between a turbulent versus an assertive advocate, very different people. <clears throat> I mean, similar in what they want and what they need, but <laughs> funny to say that because assertive advocates are more likely to want people in their lives while turbulent advocates feel like they need people in their lives. It's so odd because I've always... In my adulthood, I should say, I've always identified with the concept of being an introvert. Yeah. I know very few people that charge my battery pack. Typically being around people, I don't want to die in the moment, but if you ask me to do it (laughs) day after day after day, I think I would rather die. I can do like one good social outing a week. Yeah. And other than that, I will gladly just fuck off to my bedroom. God. But the people that I do need, like, I do not know what I would do without you. Yeah. My people, yeah. I don't know what I would do without you guys because. Your little Petri dish of people. Yes, my little Petri. But, like, you guys all serve such specific roles mm-hmm. in my existence. I need you for my sounding board. And, like. It's just, it's really funny. Like, that how this is all co-mingled and blended. And we all have a lot of traits that support other people's needs and styles and blends mm-hmm. and and we all provide something for one another we have a very unique little synergistic yeah quadrant yeah i would be so interested to see the breakdowns like the side by side of like us and our husbands and see if we can create you know when they have yeah. like those personality quadrants i wonder if because we know yes. you and i are po- polar in most yep. things yep i just wonder about, about the men folk that would yes. be interesting to investigate someday yeah. we just have to force joey to actually take it we f- uh, yeah spoiler yeah. alert he's yeah. an aries he is not gonna do it unless you make him think it was his idea yeah he won't do anything you tell him to do unless yeah. he thinks of it himself yes yeah something funny here uh it's not <laughs> kind of interesting so it says stress and regret affects assertive advocate individuals less mm-hmm. this should not be confused with them not caring yeah and then it also says because their regrets weigh more on them, turbulent advocates are more likely to learn from their mistakes. So that's interesting. Oh, that tracks. Yeah, I 
I sometimes have to repeat a mistake multiple times. Oh, I dwell. To learn from it. Sometimes. It depends on the specific mistake. Right. If if it hurts another person, I've learned. Yes. Fashion, not always. (laughs) Fashion. Have the police come knocking lately? Mm. Sometimes I'm like, but could I do a green eyeshadow? It's been a year. There's no reason you can't. Oh, there is. All I'm saying is that when I went through my emo phase in middle school, I experimented with colorful palettes, and I miss those days. You know? Simpler times. Simpler Simpler times. times. Yep. 86% of turbulent advocates often feel regret compared to 48% of assertive advocates. That's interesting. Yeah. A really large portion. Do you feel regret often? Often. You do? I wake up with regret. Are you kidding me? What? Yes. I didn't. I don't, I don't think I'll regret anything because it led me to exactly where I'm supposed to be. So even like the stuff that I've done that I'm like, eh, not my best. But I'm like, eh, right where I'm supposed to be. This is the journey. 100% wow. where I'm supposed to be. This is why I need you <laughs> in such close proximity because without you, well, I would just be bumping into shit worried. <laughs> just out there, just bumping into shit. Ringing hands. Worried. <laughs> Ringing hands. Just fretful hands. My daughter has fretful hands. She does. She is the most fretful hands I've seen always ringing her little paws (laughs) so basically like we're the most opposite people we can be but you remember what we did after we took our our tests for ourselves yes so we did this really fun thing where we took the 16 personalities and we took it from the perspective of each other so I took the the quiz as Sarah as I would think Sarah would take it and Sarah took it as me Mm -hmm. how I think that she would take it yeah and this is bananas. So crazy. But we got the same thing for each other. Yes, we did. Um, and I just closed out of it. Give me a moment. So out of like, I mean, it's called the 16 personalities test. Yeah. And we've already, we should have made it a little bit more clear. There's 16 personality types. Each personality type has two options, which is the turbulent or the advocate. So, I mean, it's easy to say there's 32 personality types like there's 32 individual profiles yeah but there's 16 personality types so when Ken's and I took this test trying to reflect how we view the other person viewing themselves you know what we think they think of themselves wow were we in for a surprise when we ended up with the exact same person yeah what a what a what a time to be alive yeah Yep, so we both got the ENFJ, mm-hmm. the protagonist. <laughs> yep. So we see each other as the same person. Yeah, absolutely. And the very first line, it's it's absolutely darling to me. It says, protagonists feel called to serve a greater purpose in life. Thoughtful and idealistic, these personality types strive to have a positive impact on other people and the world around them. They rarely shy away from an opportunity to do the right thing, even when doing so is far from easy. And Man, I love, I really love that that's who we see in each other. Yeah, so cute, so sweet. I just think this was like a turning point in our friendship yes. for me, honestly. Like, I almost laid an egg. <laughs> I was just like, what? I like, I've always wondered, you know, what you think of me. And yeah. basically, now I just assume that whatever I think about you, you also think about me, which yeah. is really powerful yeah. in my day to day. Yeah, that's like, like a if deep I'm not love. Act like a queen. <laughs> I know you expect me to be a queen. Just put on Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Just put on Megan the Stallion. Fix her fucking crown and get on with it. Exactly. Straighten your crown, queen. 
Exactly. Yeah, this it was really sweet to me. Yeah, it's all about being coaches and teachers is really what the protagonists are born to do and what their their passions are, which again, here here we are. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to help coach people in finding their their passion and help find their wellness in some plethora. Again, take yeah. take and leave what what aligns with you. Yeah, we're just putting it all out on the table. You pick up what you'd like. Yeah. Right. This was fun. This was great. Uh, I hope other people f- take the time to do this. Of, of any personality test, I felt like this was something I'd really align with. Yeah. Uh, There's and- so much more to this, by the way. Like, we have been giving you very, very shallow dives. We're going to post a lot more of this stuff on mm-hmm. our social media so you can get to know us a little bit better. Um, especially the um, when it, you go down on your profile – Jesus, Sarah. <laughs> don't go down. I mean, or do. I don't know what you need to do. Do whatever you need go to down do. Our profile. <laughs> when you scroll through your profile mm-hmm. toward the bottom, you will find like I'm looking at the protagonists. It says protagonists you may know, and it lists all the the various people. So the for Ken's and I, when we took the test, you know, our our single entity, our yes. our own be- best girlfriend, if mm-hmm. you will, um, we already looked at it and she already chose that she gets to be Daenerys Targaryen 100%. and I get to be Elizabeth Bennett. Yep. That is who we align with as people. Yes. No notes. I am willing to you. bet that Daenerys though is probably a little turbulent. Oh. Ah. You think she's Did turbulent? you see the final season? We don't talk about the final season. We don't talk about the We're final season. The happen. rest of it she was a sort of AF. To her detriment. Yeah. The final season who wrote that? I don't. I, we No. We're they never even... completed the series. You're as far right. As I know. What final season? It didn't get produced. It mm-hmm. may as well have not been. I'm mad about it. Anyway. Anywho, so yes, we will we'll post a lot more info. We will post links to this. Ten out of ten, highly recommend because even just scrolling through on the side here, the menu says introduction, strengths and weaknesses, romantic relationships, friendships, parenthood, career paths, workplace habits, conclusions. You can get premium profiles where they actually do um not like worksheets and kind of like worksheets and assignments to help you get through um, your the entirety of all of the resources and scientific facts that back up a lot of the work that's gone into putting this type of a test together because it is extensive. I mean, Ken's has gave you the overview. They've been going through this stuff since the 1800s. Um, and this is all a culmination of all of that. So it's a great resource. It's super fun just to click through. And if you're like Ken's and I and you really like seeing a check mark next to something and you like to be able to put a check mark, you have the ability then to go through and see how much of your, um, I think they call it coursework or journey or something like that, that you've completed. So there's a lot to do on this site. Super, super duper recommend it. And I would really, really love to see people share with us what they got, like whether it's like the screenshot or if you just pop on to our Instagram, you can leave in the comments um, what you are and what your sign is, because I think that's really interesting too. Yes. seeing um, where you line up. What's your sign? What's your personality type? I want to go on this journey with you guys. I know Ken yes. wants to go on this journey with you guys. And wouldn't it be cool to see like. Oh, I'm Kenzie. I'm a, well, I'm not Kenzie. I shouldn't confuse people this early on. Yes. You might not know our voices yet. Yes, but like, yeah, I'm I'm like Kenzie. I'm an ENTJ and I'm also a Capricorn or I'm a Cancer, but I'm I'm a, a commander. Or... No, they're not. There's no way that that is it. <laughs> if we find an actual, like, don't be a dick and don't go on and try to like force a, 
a certain I mean I did this the first time that I took my Harry Potter sorting quiz I would like I wanted to be a Gryffindor because I wanted to be braver than I am but I'm a Ravenclaw so I love being a Ravenclaw I identify with it now but but yeah we want it we want to hear from you guys we want to see what you are validate us please yeah let us know (laughs) what you find and looking forward to hearing where where you fall and what insights really resonate with you and yeah and And tell us what you think is hokey too. be like this part's bullshit like I would love to hear that too yeah totally fine with it yeah it's all it's all a spectrum we're all on a spectrum every part of my life is a spectrum my mood when I wake up is a spectrum how long it takes me to fall asleep is a spectrum Mm -hmm. whether or not I have to toot is a spectrum (laughs) not for Drake (laughs) not for Drake (laughs) that's stupid dog okay um man I think that's it that's it that's that is a wrap that is really like capturing our first deep dive into getting to know yourself on a deeper level join us next time where we find another way to balance yourself out and figure out who the heck we are yeah what what are we no who knows no we're just trying to figure it out all right thank you guys so much for joining we really appreciate you listening check us out on instagram twitter and tiktok at a cancer and a capricorn podcast Feel free to email us at a cancer and a Capricorn at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, um, ideas for our physical challenges or any of these deep dive topics that you'd like to learn more about. Um, thank you guys so much. We love you and have the best day you can. <laughs>